Hi guys. So it has been a quite a long time since I've recorded my last episode. Um, and in that time, of course, I've been traveling. Um, I've been out the country a couple of times, been to a couple of different cities. Um, but really this episode is to kind of take it under the superficial layer of how I've been, right? So um, I think that you guys have already kind of known when I take extended absences from my podcast, it's because I'm going through um, pretty much a depressive episode. Um, And this one has been really difficult to get through, um, to be quite honest with you. Um, This one included the loss of you know, really, really important relationships, really important friendships. Um, And I understand because I know that, you know, this is just the ebbs and flows of dealing with, you know, the shit that I deal with, but um, it still hurts, but it hurts a little less today. And so I just wanted to kind of give you guys um, kind of the tea. (laughs) I always feel like I get a hood bitch every time I say tea because I really don't be saying tea like that. But y'all gonna get it scorching hot. Okay, so tune in for this episode. I'm gonna be talking about kind of lessons learned um, within the past few weeks. All right, guys. So when I started um, talking about this particular topic, I wanted to make it very um, certain that I was not bashing anyone, that I was not talking poorly about anyone, that I was not blaming anyone for anything. Um, So long story short, and I'm going to make this as short as possible. um, The person that I have been dealing with on and off for the past two plus years, we are no longer speaking. We're no longer talking. Um, And this was something that I very much understood that this is kind of what needed to be. Um, And before anyone tries to say anything, um, of course, it was not an issue with, I can't even say the word infidelity because, I mean, we were not in a relationship, but it wasn't other people, period. Like, that was never his stilo. Um, I think that his issue has always been just a lack of direction, um, not with himself or not, you know, him personally, just with our relationship. Um, and I think that I was able to be okay with that for a little while when we were just kicking it. But now that I'm at a point in my life where I'm tired of that shit, it just, it didn't, it didn't move me the same way. I just couldn't continue to tolerate that. So, um, that needed to be done with. But one of the main lessons that I learned in that time, and I know that, you know, I say this all the time, but I think that it's very different when your heart is wrapped up in something, um, is compromising for any reason. And I think that sometimes when we look at relationships, there has to be, of course, a a general understanding that not everything is going to go your way. Um, And sometimes you have to make concessions for certain things. But if those concessions, if they deplete your happiness, you know what I'm saying? If if it makes you kind of do something that's completely left of of, of what you wanted, it's not worth it. 
at all. And I think sometimes when we think about the maturity of relationships, we understand that there's a lot of, you know, understanding. There's a lot of healing. There's a lot of, um, you know, working together. But it should not be draining, you know, love should not be draining. Um, it should be work, yes, but it should not be draining. Um, and I think that the work that, you know, we've kind of, for for those who have not seen um, positive uh, displays of relationships, when you think of work, you think that it's supposed to be hard, right? It's supposed to be callous in a sense. You're supposed to argue that is so far from the fucking truth um and even though i grew up without seeing any positive representations of relationships specifically um you know heteronormative relationships kind of just men and women um just doing their shit you know what i'm saying i never saw that um the image that i saw was my mother playing both roles and so i think that that kind of inherently kind of just was kind of passed down to me um and I'm very just my duality is is just ridiculous I'm I'm very um protective and so I display those quote-unquote typical masculine traits but I'm also very nurturing so I play those typical typically feminine traits and although I think that um women and men alike have that duality it's just Although in some situations where you can understand, yes, this person has the ability to play dual kind of roles or positions as needed, they have a partner. You know what I'm saying? And that's if you're understanding positive, healthy relationships and interactions. If you're void of that and you don't see that and you think that you have to do everything on your own... Um, I think that in me, it's really developed just kind of a lack of need for any partner. And so combining the fact that I don't think that I need anyone and combined with the fact that I think that, oh my God, you know, love is supposed to be work. It's supposed to be hard for this final kind of blissful moment. Like, I really had to unpack and unlearn a lot of shit um, in the past couple of months. I'm really just working through kind of what it is that I say that I want. um, And what I say that I want is a healthy relationship. And to continue to kind of work through something that was no longer satisfying to me, um, I was a little disappointed in myself. Um, And I think that I'm always my biggest critic. I'm always the person that kind of makes sure that I'm kind of sticking to the standards that I've set for myself and realizing that, you know, I fell into negative relational patterns. Um, It was it was hard. It was disheartening for me to kind of come to that conclusion. Right. So the first thing that I have definitely learned is that I don't need to shrink myself or I don't need to um, put up with certain things for the sense of love. Um, And also kind of building off of that, I do not need to 
you know what I'm saying? I think that fear drove a lot of the reasons as to why I stayed in that situation for so long, why it was always the, okay, well, I'm done with this nigga, but then four months later, I take him back and, oh, I'm done with this person. And then, you know what I'm saying? After the texts and the calls and all these different things, um, I felt the urge to just fight for something. Um, and I'm done fighting, not in a sense of I need to give up, but in a sense of it's time to stop fighting for other people and start fighting for myself. So, um, unpacking that has been very draining on me. Um, honestly, it's, it's been really tough. (laughs) Um, so I'm not saying I'm over it because I mean, it's impossible to, um, kind of unpack two plus years of, I don't want to say dysfunction, but I mean, fuck it, you know, but it's hard to unpack two plus years of dysfunction in two months. It really is. So I understand that this is something I'm going to be kind of fucking with for the next, the next few weeks, two months, whatever. Um, but it's definitely something that I have to continue to work through and start to kind of learn from it. Right. I think that everything is a learning experience, regardless if I'm the teacher or not. And so I feel like, okay, what really not necessarily went wrong, but where did I start to lose myself and pinpoint moments where I conceded far beyond my comfort level? Right. So starting to identify those places. Then continue to unpack that and understand, okay, well, why did I do that? Why did I go back to that situation? Why did I make excuses for that behavior? Why did I, you know what I'm saying? And whatever the fill in the blank may be. And I think that sometimes I am both empowered and crippled by the fact that I have such a great understanding of people um, and I'm objective in the way that I see certain situations regardless if I'm in a situation or not because I'm able to remove myself from that situation and say okay I'm recognizing that this behavior was based on this reasoning so because I know this person I'm essentially justifying their actions to not make it okay but to allow me to work with them through it if that makes sense, right? And so I feel like I was essentially crippling myself um, because I was feeding all of this into my ear, kind of being someone else's champion, being someone else's cheerleader instead of being my own advocate. And I think in those moments when I started to kind of not necessarily um, diminish myself, but more so put someone else's kind of feelings um and their need for love before my own that is how someone ends up in a situation for over two plus years with no commitment right (laughs) um and so that's where I found myself and so letting go of that um and saying that instead of embracing this kind of unspoken unattainable end game with you I'm going to focus on kind of winning with myself um, and really making sure that I'm removing relationships that no longer that no longer feed me right and I think that 
it's quite important to be selfish. It's really important to make sure that you're putting yourself and your aims first um, with respects to other people, right? So I'm not saying to completely shut everybody else out um, and to just be malicious about it. I think that if you're doing an action like that and you need to remove yourself, it still needs to be in love. And I think that people are able to very clearly identify when and what situations are what. And you have to say for yourself, this is a situation that is fighting against the flow of who I am. Um... And I think that even in that, you have to be mindful to make sure because sometimes situations come into your life to change you um, and that's a a change you for a positive, right? Um, Sometimes things are going to be, you know, more um, conflicting to your norm because, you know, God or the universe (laughs) is God, but God of the universe steps in to say you need to go through something, right? Um, and I've always loved the washing machine analogy. Like I've loved this analogy since I was maybe in the third grade. Um, and this is when I learned the word agitate, like not necessarily, are you agitating or whatever, but like really working through something to clean it. Right. (laughs) Um, so how the washing machine kind of agitates the, the, um, the dirt and the debris out of your garments um, to make it fresh again, to make it clean again. And I don't know where I learned this analogy, but I remember very distinctly that I was eight going on nine. So it was definitely the third grade, okay? But, you know, sometimes you have to be worked up. Sometimes you have to be, you know what I'm saying, lathered. You have to be beat a little. You have to kind of go through that cycle in order to come out fresh and renewed and clean to make sure that you get all of that dirt and debris out of all of those, you know, um, different crevices to make sure that you're really, really removing all of the things that stain you. So there are going to be different situations that you come into contact with that are meant to agitate you, that are meant to work you, right? Um, and you have to understand is, is you really have to have that discernment and know yourself. You really have to know yourself, and say, okay, is this a situation that was that's here to bring me benefit or is this a situation that is here to bring me harm? And these situations can present themselves in the form of physical obstacles. They could present themselves in the, the form of thoughts. It could present them th- themselves in people and relationships. And you really have to have discernment and know yourself truly from the inside out in order to really make sense of this um and so in this period that I've been absent from you all um I'm not gonna lie I've had some days where I've been unable to do anything but I've had some days where I've made lots of progress in just spending time with myself for the purpose of just solely just loving on myself. Um, And so that is my, if you want to call it advice, I hate to call it advice to you guys, but that is kind of my kind of hope for you all um, to make sure that 
you are constantly pruning, right? That you're not allowing any types of weeds in your garden, that you're really removing, um, you know, people at the right time. And even though I still will always have love for this person, even though I'm grateful for the things that we worked out of each other, as far as personal growth and healing and support and love, genuine love, um, I know that that relationship no longer served me and that's okay because, you know, when something is removed from your life, um, it's only a matter of time before God fills that void with something, whether that void is within you um, and he fills himself up um, within you. And that sounds really crazy, but you know what I'm saying? But, uh, (laughs) um, you know, whether he fills that void with himself or whether he allows something else um, to, to be brought into your life, to, to, to breathe that joy, um, on this earth. So that's all y'all. That's all I wanted to tell you. My little lessons that I've learned Well, really lesson number one that I've learned, um, while I've taken this two month hiatus, um, I'm still going to try to record another episode on my, um, you know, natural schedule, but, I love you guys so much. I promise I miss you. I promise I think about you all. I appreciate your words. I appreciate you guys urging me to release a new episode. Um, And thank you because y'all have really been listening to my episodes in my absence. So I fucking love y'all. But yeah, this has been... Yeah, girl. <laughs> I've never said that before. Um, but this is this, this has been the most recent episode. I thank you guys. I love you guys. Bye.